uh, I decided this year I was going to go in the most oblique jersey I could that I owned that had something to do with the Super Bowl, but had to be an NHL jersey. So mm-hmm. it either would have been host market or one of the team markets. Yeah. And so, like, New England made it, so I was like, okay, I'm going to wear a Bruins jersey. But I kind of wanted to just order a Flames jersey <laughs> for this. <laughs> but it wasn't worth ordering oh, a Flames jersey so for the oblique. joke. That's so oblique. Yeah. It wasn't worth, uh, like, buying a Flames jersey for the joke. It wasn't worth buying a Stars jersey for the joke. Hello and welcome to Ugly Sweaters, the podcast about hockey jerseys. I am, as always, your host, Kelsey McCoy, and with me is the co-host, Joe Cuevas. So, like, I'm wallowing in sadness right now because the Pacific didn't repeat, but also we made it back to the finals again. It was, oh, when did this, uh, what's this? This is a, uh, this is a spite that we still beat a team with three of the top hundred players of all time. <laughs> yeah, you'd Guess think... I'm- that a team with three of the, t- especially two of the top forwards of all yeah. time, would uh, be able to do do something, score more than three goals in three and three, but whatever, yeah. not bitter. <laughs> so convincing. I mean, like at least that team had Captain PK Subban and randomly Patrick Laine and backstopper Devin Dubnik on it. Like yeah. it wasn't all bad. It's just that it was overrepresented with Hawks. Because three of them are apparently the top 100 players of all time? Yeah, and three of the six modern player, like current players who are the best players of all time are yeah. Hawks. Yeah, that feels right. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, like, uh, I'm, I'm totally, like, Jonathan Taves is totally a better center than uh, Evgeny Malkin and Joe Thornton put together. Mm-hmm. Patrick Kane could, like, beat Iginla in a shootout all the time in their respective primes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Iginla didn't have something like 12, 30-goal seasons in a row in his prime in the dead, in a dead puck era. Like Duncan th- Keith is a real top-pairing defenseman on any team. Yeah, he's not just a product of his system or, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. But uh, <sighs> as you can tell, uh, we are in the midst of the uh, NHL's centennial celebration and all-star game uh, happened this weekend, uh, actually just today, the day that we are recording this. And as such, there's been lots of hype over the 100 best players of all time. Um, you have the NHL's official list. You have other people's you know, lists. Uh, Which are probably better if their names are Greg or Dave. Yeah, Sean, I don't know. Um, uh, And lots of debate about who the best players are, what current players should be on those lists and are on those lists. Whether or not these lists should actually be numbered just so people can, like, claim Gretzky was better than Howe, because that's the thing, guys. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Gretzky, second best player of all time, as we all know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so uh, we're doing second to Mario, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> it goes it Mario, Wayne, uh, Gordy, Bobby, or and then Gordy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. So, in the spirit of arbitrarily ranking things. Uh, we're doing uh, somewhat of a spe- well, we are doing a special episode this week where instead of talking about one jersey, we are going to run down the hundred worst jerseys in NHL history. Yes. Uh, so we invited John Ham uh, of Thirty Rock fame onto the show. He did not respond, probably because I sent it to the wrong address. But uh, maybe. Yeah. Just us talking about the bottom 100 jerseys. Yeah, so we have put together a list from the very worst jersey of all time at number one to the 100 worst jersey. Um, And these are all NHL jerseys. They come from all throughout NHL history, um, all 100 years of it. All throughout NHL history. (laughs) Every... uh, team or every modern team is represented at least once so you know we're not equal opportunity dragging yeah just so you don't think that we're you know homers here uh too much supporting our teams and our preferred jerseys we are you know i think one of my favorite jerseys is actually on this list i think several of my favorite jerseys are on this list (laughs) (laughs) uh so uh with that I think it's time to start going through our uh, running down our list. Uh, so I think we should start it off with the honorable mention. Yeah, the honorable mention jersey number 101 is the black and gray Blackhawks jersey that I imagined the Blackhawks jersey was before I actually saw their jersey. Um, just so you know, it has a sweet RoboHawk logo. It's like black and gray, sort of silverish. Um, so, so, so it's like TNA. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's about a hawk, like the animal that's black. Yeah, um, so it's like a TNA jersey, but with like a robot version of the hawk's logo from Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. It's like super sweet, super cool looking. Uh, never actually existed outside of my own imagination. <laughs> Which is why it's not actually on the list and sits at 101. Because <laughs> if it were real, it would be not on this list because it would be great. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh, speaking of the Blackhawks, the 100 worst jersey of all time is the 1940 to 1955 Blackhawks jersey, uh, which I have affectionately nicknamed Stripes and Racism. Yeah, so this jersey, I think, was thrown back to in the 75th anniversary mm-hmm. for the NHL. Uh, so because the Blackhawks have so many things they can throw back to, this was only used that once, even though apparently they're just reusing throwbacks at this point, according to the Winter Classic. Anyway. Um, but, like, yeah, it's weirdly stripy, but not, like, barber pole stripy. Yeah, there's, like, some broad stripes happening. Uh, like, the stripes are different thicknesses and different colors. The logo was even more racist than it is today. Yeah. The very first First Nations player in the NHL made his debut wearing this jersey that's awkward yeah yeah <laughs> uh so the 99 at, at number 99 uh is the next iteration of the blackhawks jersey worn uh with minimal changes from 1955 up through pr- the present uh the blackhawks 
just racism jersey. Uh, right. No stripes, just the red base with the horrible logo. Yeah. That people seem to like for some reason. Because it's part of Chicago history, I guess. Yeah, okay, cool. That's a great thing to want to be part of your civic history. Yep. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Number 98. We have the 1979 to 1955 Quebec Nordiques. 95. I guess it's an elephant if you if I squint jersey because I still can't really see that elephant, the elephant. Yeah, so this is like a powder blue jersey. It's like a light blue, but not quite a powder blue. Yeah. But not quite it's not a quite blue royal blue, blue. Yeah, it's not quite royal blue either. But it's like this light blue. Uh, and it's got three fleur-de-lis on the bottom because Quebec. Mm-hmm. And it's got an N with a stick and a puck that looks sort of like an elephant. But also, why is this part of any team's identity? It doesn't make sense. The mascot was not an elephant. A Nordique is not an elephant. Nordique just means northerner. I'm very confused. <laughs> it's true. Nobody's quite sure what's happening there. Nobody knows what a Nordique is. Nobody knows what an elephant looks like. <laughs> uh, number 97. We have 1999 to 2007, the Colorado Avalanche. I guess it's a mountain if I squint jersey. Yeah, so like, it's an A, except it has a snow cap, and then there's like a thing coming down it, and which is sort of in the shape of a C, I guess. And they uh, went all out with the, you know, sort of 90s-style striping pattern on this jersey, where they literally tried to make like the bottom stripes look like a mountain it's very odd it's pointy joe sackick wore this jersey for the latter half of his career it's got some bad colors going on they won the cup in this jersey yeah and it's and a tragedy because twice because <laughs> yeah, uh <laughs> that's not a good color combination guys and they still use these colors yeah it's like a really bad shade of maroon with an equally bad shade of blue yeah like, why not just red and blue and yellow? It's simple. That's the Colorado flag. But no, it's like this weird shade of blue that doesn't really look like any other shade of blue. It's like... And a dark, dark red. It's like they took a re a classic red and blue jersey and then just, like, dumped it in mud. Yeah. So, like, I guess it does look more like a mountain that way, but it doesn't make it look better. Yeah. So at 96, at number 96, we have the 2008 to 2011 Ottawa Senators Sens Alt. This is a jersey that instead of saying Senators, instead of saying Ottawa, instead of having a crest on it, it ha they have chosen to have it say Sens. The nickname of the team. I hate nickname jerseys so much. Yeah, like the actual base jersey looks really cool. Yeah, no, it's not a bad looking jersey. It's just the fact that they could have said Senators. They could have done literally anything else. And they chose to have it say Sens. Yeah, like I would totally buy this to wear to like pickup games and shit <laughs> if it didn't say Sens. Yeah, it's just like, come on, guys. I know that's what people call the team, but that's because they're too lazy to say Senators. Like one monosyllabic things are just easier for a lot of people, like uh, jersey number five. Yeah, so jersey number 95 is the 2014 to 2017 Tampa Bay Lightning Black Bolts Alt. 
This is the same the same thing, except for it's even worse because the team is not called the Lightning Bolts. People call it the Bolts because, like, you know, it's the Lightning and that, you know, it's kind of a cool nickname for the team. But don't put it on your jersey. Don't make the subtext text, guys. It's bad storytelling. <laughs> also, it's all black and I just dislike all black jerseys. Yeah. Uh, there's also, like, a blue version of that jersey. Yeah. But, like, I think we've hammered the point in at this point. <laughs> I think we have. So, uh, at 94, we have the 2001 to 2007 Edmonton Oilers Todd McFarlane jersey. So, uh, fun fact, did you know comic writer and artist Todd McFarlane used to own the Oilers in part? Really? I didn't know yes. that. And that's how they got this jersey. This is at ni- number 94 because of Oilers great Ryan Smith who is really only great for the Oilers because that's, like, the bar that you have to set. <laughs> uh, this jersey is also sometimes called the oil drop jersey, even or though... the rivet jersey. Yeah, even though all Oilers jerseys have some sort of oil drop on them. It's a very uh, weird time in Oilers branding. Like, it's not... Th- this is another case where it's it's not a bad jersey. It just doesn't make any sense being here. Yeah, much like number 93, the 2015 to 2017 Edmonton Oilers, orange is totally a main color, orange alternate jersey, which rumor has it is going to become their main jersey come next year. Yeah, Uh, uh, this throws back to their World Hockey Association days. End of comment. Yeah, it's just another case of why don't orange is an okay accent color, but your main color of the jersey should never be orange. Yeah. Um, like, it does look better in hockey than it does in, like, sports where you're playing on grass, like baseball or mm-hmm. football. But it still doesn't necessarily look great because it's just this wide swath of a very, very bright color. Mm-hmm. Oilers, blue jerseys look nice. There's no reason to mess with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number 92, we have... The 1997-2007 San Jose Sharks practice jersey. Which, it's not an actual it practice like jersey. One. It just looks like a practice jersey. And they wore it for 10 years. <laughs> Tamu Solani played for the Sharks in this jersey. I think, uh, I think you might be particularly bitter about this jersey. It's like, why? Why? It makes no sense. Yeah. Are we practicing while we're playing a game? Well, I mean, they never won a cup, so... Hey. <laughs> uh, and number 91, we have the 2007 to 2017 Minnesota Wild Christmas Elf red jersey, which is their home jersey, and every time I see it, I wonder why they are being so damn festive. A similar jersey was introduced in 2003 as an alternate jersey before being adopted as the main jersey Mm -hmm. with the Reebok Edge changeover. But, like, I get that red's part of the wild branding. It's just not that much a part of the wild branding. Well, and it's the fact that it's red with green and gold accents. Yeah. It's like, that's really what it what it is. It's like, it's a nice color red. It's just the fact that when you add, like, forest green and, like, like a gold cream color it looks like christmas yeah and 
I actually wore this to like a bunch of Christmas things. Oh my God, it awful. is a nice Christmas sweater. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the wild branding, so much of it uses the forest green more dominantly than the red, even mm-hmm. though the red is the dominant color of the logo because forest green is the dominant color of the team. Yeah. It's Minnesota. There's sort of like lakes and forests there. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, I think that this was a fine-looking alternate jersey. It's just the fact that it's their home jersey that I hate. Yeah. Um, and, like, again, you look at the wild branding, and they're always wearing their current alt now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they will switch over to the greens and next year, and I will not have to keep looking at this jersey for something like 35 games a year. Um, so, at number 90... We have the 1982 to 1992 New Jersey Devils Christmas tree red jersey. This is almost identical to their modern red jersey, except for instead of black, it is green. Yeah. Uh, Striping is a little different, but yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But just imagine a modern New Jersey Devils jersey, but with green instead of black on it. And you're not going to be that far off. Yeah. And you you are forced to wonder, why did anybody think that was a good idea? Uh, so Martin Brodeur was drafted in this jersey, played a few games in this jersey, uh, and like was in- with the team for forever. And then when Martin Brodeur played in the stadium series, the team threw threw back to this jersey. I mean, let's be honest, the Devils only have like two jerseys yeah. in their entire history, so. <laughs> right, but the Rangers and the Islanders threw, did like futuristic chrome jerseys and then the devils were like we're gonna throw back to 1992 that sounds like the devils they didn't want to design a new jersey (laughs) be too hard number 89 we have the 2000 to 2007 columbus blue jackets magic wand jersey this is mostly because the uh logo the original logo for the blue jackets is very confusing. Looks like there's a magic wand on it. And I don't know why anybody thought that the logo was a good idea. Oh man, no. Why? Uh, this is such a bad logo. We talked about it so much last week. Yeah, this is... We weren't even talking about this jersey. <laughs> this is the first case um, of one of several on this list of a bad logo leading to a bad jersey. Yeah. It's not like the underlying jersey is great. It's more uninspired than anything, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's just the logo that ruins this. I mean, hockey jerseys are unique in that you have the logo on the chest. That's not very common uh, in sports jerseys. So a bad logo can ruin a a jersey set. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Which is partially the case uh, with number 88, the 2000 to 2006 Red Buffalo Sabres pirate logo alt so this is for some reason the sabers decided that they needed an all red alternate jersey which you'll recognize as not a color in their main set uh and it's it's got some the, a logo that is not their secondary logo even and it said buffalo across the front on like the tail striping it was just a weird time I think, like, red and black was actually the Buffalo palette at the time. Oh, at the time, yeah. I I mostly ignore that that happened because it was a bad idea. See? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, like, it's not... If I showed this to someone 
who was just getting into hockey, they'd be very confused because that's not what the Buffalo Sabres look like. And there's, like, even if it was, like, outside of the color choice, it's just, like, the logo looks like it has cross cutlasses on it. It doesn't look anything like even what their, any of their logos. It's It says Buffalo, like, in white across the uh, black stripe on the tail. It's just very odd. Like a lot of Buffalo's <laughs> jersey choices. That's true. Uh, they come. In, they are represented again at number eighty-seven with their two thousand six to two thousand ten. Um, all. Oh wait, is it all? This is this is this their is the main, main jersey. jersey, their Chargers Buffalo Slug Burt jersey, where they change the logo to look like a buffalo charging but out of the jersey, feet. but it looks like a slug. It's very odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a buffalo, but it doesn't have feet. So it's the love child of the UCSC logo, the Buffalo Bills logo, and the San Diego Chargers logo. And it doesn't yeah. look great. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. Much like in number 86, we have the 2013 to 2015 Buffalo Sabres cheese alternate jersey, where they decided that because their colors are uh, blue and, go- and yellow, to have a mostly yellow jersey and... They did not execute it well. See, there's a lot of uh, instances where, like, a player's height can also change how good this jersey looks. Mm-hmm. John Scott was on the Sabres during this time frame, and he's really tall. <laughs> that did not make this jersey better. No, it did not. <laughs> All that yellow. All that yellow. Very few teams can pull off an all-yellow jersey, and the Sabres are not one of them. Yeah. The Sabres have tried a lot of things, and number 85 is their 2010 to 2012 um, alternate jersey featuring a weird sort of cowboy-themed buffalo logo, and it's just more attempts that are failing. There's a, It's like a pseudo-throwback thing, except it doesn't really work. Uh, it's a brighter shade of blue than the traditional... Buffalo Sabres blue, uh, and there's like stripes everywhere that are thin mm-hmm. and like weirdly placed. And okay, I'm going to sidebar here. Why does every team that can like vaguely claim a Western cowboy type identity try to use a Western cowboy type identity? Like the Wild, the Sabres, and then we're going to talk about another team down the line have all tried cowboy alts, and I think only one of them has actually been successful. I think it's because they want to be like the Wild West team that's coming in and, I don't know, pew, 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 at a, bringing a hockey stick to a knife fight or something. <laughs> Two minutes for slashing? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you have a point, though. And like it doesn't make sense. Uh, at number 84 is the 2007 Buffalo Sabres Winter Classic jersey. That's just the normal Sabres jersey. Why is, why'd you put it on the list then? I really like the normal Sabres jersey. Because they clearly had the ability to produce the normal Sabres jersey, but decided to stick with the Buffalo Slug anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> number 83. We just dragged the Sabres. Yeah, yeah. 
Which, like I said, I really like their normal jersey, so I I don't know where all of these bad ones came from. But uh, we're finally moving on to another team. At number 83 is the 2011 Montreal Canadiens Heritage Classic jersey. But, but that's just their normal road jersey. Yeah. For some reason, the uh, Canadians decided to not actually have a different jersey for their Heritage Classic. Also, for some reason, they they have, like, a very nice home jersey and then, like, not a super great-looking white jersey, in my opinion, at least. But Yeah. My issue is, like, the uh, Canadian's road jersey doesn't look that much like the home jersey. Yeah, yeah. It actually kind of looks a lot like a Rangers jersey for some reason. Yeah. And, like, I think that's an issue that the Winter Classic jersey uh, from 2016 in Boston solved, where it looked like what I think of as the Canadian's jersey. Yeah. No, except actually, in white. That, that's a jersey that I feel like is what I imagine a Canadian's road jersey to look like. Um, it just doesn't. Yeah. So at number 82, we have the Cleveland Barons jersey with its Ohio-shaped TV numbers. Because that was a good idea. It just were like, yeah, let's really hit the Ohio thing hard. But I mean, I guess there's a reason they the were, Cleveland Barons didn't survive. Yeah, they were a relocation uh, of a non-traditional market expansion team into a non-traditional market. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get it. Trying to uh, drum up local support, but yeah. That was, I think, a case of trying too hard. Yes. Number 81, we have the Cleveland Barons jersey without the Ohio-shaped TV numbers. It's the same jersey. It just doesn't have Ohio-shaped TV numbers. It's just trying a little less hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At number 80. Uh, Speaking of uh, oddly specific relocation teams. Yep. At number 80, we have the Kansas City Scouts logo. Not even the jersey, just the (laughs) logo. (laughs) Uh, which is a very overly regionally specific statue that is just out like overlooking Kansas City, and they decided to just make that statue into their logo. Yeah, I guess that's an, another team that did not survive. So, I mean, what's interesting here is they were originally the Colorado Rockies, and then they relocated to Kansas City and kept the red, blue, and yellow. And then they relocated to New Jersey and decided to go all in on Christmas. Yeah. Everybody knows Santa lives in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number (laughs) Uh, number 79, we have another uh, non-existent team. Uh, We have the 1974 to 1976 California Golden Seals jersey. Uh, this is the bright teal jersey that says seals on it in yellow, which is just a bad time all around. This hurts my eyes, and I'm a Sharks fan. <laughs> like, it's not even just that it's teal. It's that it's bright teal. Con- with bright yeah, yellow. Yeah, contrasted with bright yellow. Oh, God, even the pants are teal. <laughs> it's a lot. Who proved this? <laughs> I mean, it was the 70s, but still. 
Yeah, but their other jerseys through the 70s just made them look like the Oakland A's, because they were. Yeah. With their white skates. <laughs> yeah. At number 78, we have the 2001 to 2007 San Jose Sharks black alternate jersey, which is another case of all black jerseys not looking very nice. Like One thing that I appreciate about being a Sharks fan is it does add a little bit of diversity graphically to the whole California rivalry, mm-hmm. where the Sharks are going to be wearing teal or white that is generally pretty good, well accented with teal. But also, every California team carries a black set and a white set. And that doesn't look great all the time. Also, Mm -hmm. the 90s logo does not look that great. At number 77, we have the 2008 to 2017 San Jose Sharks black alternate jersey, which is just like the same jersey, but with the uh, updated logo. Yeah. Uh, Except like it's, it doesn't have the triangle. Yeah. Isn't the triangle supposed to represent like the Silicon Valley, like, san jose triangle isn't there like a regional thing about the triangle oh i thought it was something to do with like the actual san francisco bay and like sharks being located in this triangle just outside the bay oh is it i thought it had something to do with like there being three cities that form a triangle but i have no idea san jose palo alto there has to be one more livermore no livermore is east bay yeah i have no idea (laughs) um at uh ni- at 76 we have the 1925 to 1938 new york americans stars and stripes forever jersey which is the spangliest jersey you will ever see america it is literally an american flag as a hockey jersey and i'm wearing it right america. now because <laughs> i love it <laughs> number 75 we have the 1995 to 2000 Washington Capitals bronze and blue jersey with the weird V uh, striping pattern that was yet another ni- 90s uh, asymmetrical striping thing that happened. Yeah. So I think like we've discussed it on this show where the Capitals look best when they decide to go all in on the Spangly theme. Mm-hmm. This does not go in all... On the Spangly theme no, at all. No, this is a weird shade of blue with bronze, and it is not nearly as Spangly as it should be. I think the best part of this jersey is, like, the shoulder patches. Yeah. At uh, number 74, we have the 2011 Montreal Canadiens Centennial Barber Pole jersey, which is, like, the Canadians are known for stripes, but this was so many stripes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I love barber pole jerseys. It's just... these. This isn't well contrasted at all. Mm-mm. There are so many of them. There are so many of them. Also, I don't like the crest. Yeah. And number 73 is the 2011 Montreal Canadiens Centennial Leaf jersey, where, for some reason, they went with a jersey that almost invokes their rivals... The Maple Leafs more than the Canadiens. Yeah, except like it's red. Yeah. With a green leaf. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's weird. At 72, we have the uh, 2011 Montreal Canadiens Blue Sea jersey, uh, which is just a blue sea <laughs> jersey. 
and also very evocative of their rivals. Yeah, it's... I get what they were doing in 2011 for their centennial, but they they really went all in. Uh, as we see also with number 71, the 2011 Montreal Canadiens uh, centennial jersey where it's like the normal C, but with like an A inside of it for some reason. This one looks less bad. It looks less bad. It actually reminds me a lot. The logo reminds me a lot of the St. Cloud State uh, University logo. Um, but that's because the St. Cloud State logo is just the Habs logo. Yeah, I know. It's very confusing at times. <laughs> um, given that I've spent more time in my life in St. Cloud than I have in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, this one looks less bad. Yeah. It's just it's part of the same series and so it has to be condemned alongside mm-hmm. the others. So many jerseys. And number 70, we have the 1997 to 2008 Dallas Stars Death Star jersey. Uh which they really just went all in on the black and it just as a black jersey it didn't look good as a Stars jersey it didn't look good. <laughs> At number 69, we have the 1997, or sorry, 1994 to 1997, all Death Stars jersey. Yeah, so the All-Star game used that same template, and it looked worse. Yes. They used it for way too long. (laughs) At number 68, we have the rejected 2016 World Cup of Hockey Team Czech Republic jersey. Okay, so this one's actually a fun story. They came up with a logo, which, like, adapted part of the Czech coat of arms. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, this is the jersey. Have fun with it, guys. And people are saying, like, that actually looks pretty good. And then the Czech government said, yeah, you can't use that. You can only use that when you don't have enough space to reproduce the entire Czech coat of arms. So the NHL had to go back to the drawing board. They tried. They actually came up with a cool-looking jersey, and then they couldn't use it. Number 67, we have the 1928 to 1929 Pittsburgh Pirates jersey, which for some... Uh, And yes, this is a hockey team, not the baseball team. (laughs) The original Pittsburgh Pirates were a hockey team. They wore teal for some reason for a year, and it was just all around a bad time. Apparently it's called Harding Blue. Okay. After not Warren G. Harding, but First Lady Florence Harding. Okay. I think I would like it better if it was after Warren G. Harding, but, you know. (laughs) Number 66. Still in yellow doesn't work. (laughs) Number 66, we have the Robo Penguin, the logo. The logo that the Penguins used for something like 10 years (laughs) that uh, was just very odd. Didn't need to exist. They had a nice logo. They didn't need to go make a new one. And it looks like, you know, it's about to, I don't know, be in a Terminator movie or something. Especially because, like, half of the jerseys it was on were, like, gradients. Yeah. It's just not, yeah, it was uh, a bad time all around. And number 65 is the 2007 to 2016 Pittsburgh Penguins Vegas Gold Kits. So... These are the jerseys that instead of using the Pittsburgh gold that they currently use, which is just yellow, they use Vegas gold, which is like barely gold. 
and almost a cream. <laughs> but also, like, vaguely metallic. Yeah. And it sort of Doesn't felt like right. they were trying to hold on to that Robo-Penguin look. <laughs> I mean, it was introduced the same year Robo-Penguin was phased out. <laughs> yeah. I think they had the Robo-Penguin patch on the shoulder of that jersey the first season. Yeah. Uh, number 64 is the 2007 Pittsburgh Penguins Winter Classic jersey. Is that that was the baby blue one? Yes. Yeah. Because they really needed to throw back kit? to the original pe- Pittsburgh Penguins color of baby blue. Yeah. Like, why? I mean, it looks cool. I find... It's a fine jersey. <laughs> it's just... Why? I still find it confusing when like, I watch like a penguins game and you'll see like people in the crowd wearing that jersey (laughs) i'm just like why is there a baby blue crosby jersey (laughs) and it's always going to be a crosby jersey oh yeah yeah it's never not a crosby jersey (laughs) number 63 is the 2010 pittsburgh penguins winter classic jersey this one's the dark blue one yeah with excessive striping because they didn't learn their lesson in 2007 and also had to have they had to have another blue jersey Yep. <laughs> Number 62, we have the 1967 to 1968 Pittsburgh Penguins jersey, which the 2007 Winter Classic jersey was throwing back to, which is the baby blue jersey with the circular Penguins logo. Yeah. And it's just... Why? I, I just don't understand, especially since the logo was black and yellow. So yeah. you already have the logo, which is black and yellow, and you have the city of Pittsburgh, which is just bla- which is black and yellow. And then you're like, you know what? Should be blue. Is that the color of icebergs? Or igloos? I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? And 61. 61 is the 1971 to 1977 Pittsburgh Penguins jerseys where they've gotten rid of, they've maintained the baby blue, but gotten rid of the circle around the logo. So now it's like just a yellow triangle on a blue background. That hurts my eyes. It's it's just bad to look at. <laughs> Especially because, like, none of these are good shades of blue. No. Especially against the yellow. <laughs> All right, number 60, we have the 2009 to 2012 Florida Panthers blue jerseys. Because, for some reason, the Florida Panthers had a blue the jersey known for, for like, three red years. and yellow and tropical themes. Decided to make a blue jersey. Yeah, like... Blue was an accent color, and then they were like, you know what? Let's just flip it out. We're just going to switch it. <laughs> going to go from a red jersey to a blue jersey for some reason. Thank goodness Yager never wore that. <laughs> I don't know. He wore the Capitals black jersey, so. Yeah. At number 59, we have the 1998 to 2006 Calgary Flames Raging Bull um, jersey, which was both an alternate jersey and then a home jersey. And then an alternate jersey again. Yeah. Uh, when they decided that despite the fact that their identity is the Flames, they needed a bull logo. I think that's a horse. Is it a horse? Is it a horse? I lo- yeah. <laughs> makes not more sense if it's a horse. I mean, like, Calgary thinks that every sports team in Calgary is comprised of solely cowboys. Fair enough. But, you know. It doesn't make it make more sense. I don't know. <laughs> just trying to justify that. It's true. 
Number 58 is the 1995-2000 Calgary Flames home jersey, which was just their regular jersey, but with a weird striping slash. And it's weird because it was they have the full regular striping band along the bottom third of the jersey. But then in addition to that is like at a 45 degree angle, just a slash of striping up onto the chest of the jersey. It's like very 90s, but in a weird, weird way. Okay, so like when I was learning how to skate, I think the rink had like a poster of Jerome Ginla wearing this jersey. And I thought like somebody just put a sticker on badly. Yeah, it it really does just look like like somebody put a sticker on badly or like photoshopped just like a weird weird thing on there. Doesn't make sense. Why? It's so random. It really, really is. And number fifty seven is the twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen Calgary Flames Cowboy Alt. This is a jersey where they have decided to write Calgary um, in a weird sort of cowboy font across the front of the jersey. Yeah. Again, apparently trying to tap into the Calgary cowboy scene. I don't know enough about uh, Alberta to tell you if there's a lot of cowboys there, but it feels weird for a hockey jersey. Yeah. And number 56, we have the 1999 to 2006 Atlanta Thrashers white jersey. Uh, going to the other home team from Atlanta. It's like Atlanta was like, well, we did well with our first ho- hockey team's branding, so we're going to completely fuck up our second one. Yeah. None of the Thrashers jerseys look good. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Which is why number 55, we have the 2003 to 2007 Atlanta Thrashers blue jersey. <laughs> that one just says Atlanta down the side. Yeah, it's so, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Atlanta, shape up. I know you, you've lost two hockey teams at this point, but try harder. <laughs> number 54, we have the 2007 to 2011 Atlanta Thrashers jersey, which is asymmetrical and on one sleeve says Atlanta down the side for some reason. <laughs> This is like a different shade of blue. It still says Atlanta down the side for some reason, and I don't know why. That's, yeah, such a weird choice for any sort of jersey. But also, like, at least with the other blue jersey, like, it had tail striping. Mm-hmm. This one just looks so much more sparse because it doesn't have the tail striping. And so, like, the random blue sleeve that says Atlanta looks more out of place. Yeah. Number 53, we have the 2008 to 2011 Atlanta Thrashers jersey that just says Thrashers on it, which, again, is just a weird-looking jersey. (laughs) Oh, Atlanta. The shoulder patches look ugly. Oh, Atlanta, you tried. At number 52, we have the 1999 to 2006 Atlanta Thrashers jersey that is strangely reminiscent of Nightwing. Except not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it looks like Nightwing, but not. It looks like they tried to make it look like Nightwing, but then were afraid they were going to get sued by DC. Yeah. Like, I think it's supposed to be a Thrasher in Flight. It just doesn't look like a Thrasher in Flight. At number 51, we have the 2015 All-Star Game jerseys, which look a lot like a motocross jersey. And, like, randomly have lime green in the palette? Yeah. They... That's totally when... a thing. With lime green for some reason. It just doesn't look good. It's very confusing. Every picture I see of this jersey has Jonathan Taves wearing it. And 
I just don't know what's happening. Phil Kessel was picked first overall in this jersey, though. True. Because, you know, they had to make and up for And then traded him. for Tyler Seguin. Yeah. At number 50, halfway through our list, we have literally every All-Star Game jersey ever because there has never once been a good one. We thought 2017s were going to be a good one, and then we saw the numbers. Yeah. I think that 2016s probably are the closest they ever got to being decent, but it's still not. The thing is, like, I think 2016s are actually too generic. Yeah, that's the problem, is they, they're, they're, too, they're too generic, yeah. And, like, for a long time, there was a lot of orange heavily featured in All-Star Game jerseys. Well, right, because at the time, the NHL logo was orange. Yeah. It's just, uh... There's just never been a good one. And, like, most of them have an excessive number of stars because it's the All-Star game, but mm-hmm. doesn't look like a great design element because then you get things like the Death Star jersey. Yep. At number 49, we have any Nashville Predators jersey with the color silver in it because the Nashville Predators should not be using silver. It does not work for them. They somehow managed to pull off yellow, <laughs> so... Just stick with that. Number 48, we have the 2009 to 2011 Nashville Predators jersey, um, a.k.a. the alt that Taylor Swift wore that one time. Because apparently Nashville was just like, hey, T-Swift, you want to debut this alternate jersey before we give it to any of the players? And she's like, sure. And wore it for a concert. I'm sure they, Singular. Uh, I'm sure they paid her well for that. Yeah. Number 47, we have the 2001 to 2007 Nashville uh, Predators Mustard Cats alternate jersey. Um, I like to think of this jersey as the bad Insta-filter jersey because it's like they took a decent-looking jersey and muted the colors about three tones, and it just looks muddy. And also muddy the Predator and, is looking forward. Yeah, it's it looks muddy and awful and then also has like a really weird logo. Because like the line art for... The Nashville Predators logo has existed since the team has. Mm-hmm. It's a good line art. Mm-hmm. Why change that? Yeah, I don't know. Teams, I think teams need to be really careful with alternate logos. Yeah, As we have seen just in this list, there are very many <laughs> bad versions of logos out there. Uh, which we'll see at number 46, which is the 1996 to 1998 New York Rangers Liberty jersey. A jersey in which they decided to abandon their decades-old logo for one that had the Statue of Liberty head on it and looks like it should be on a WNBA team. Like it actually just looks like a New York Liberty jersey. Yeah, yeah, like no no shade to the WNBA, but that looks like a New York Liberty jersey. Now I kind of want to get one of these and customize it with Lemon 41. <laughs> In the most oblique joke ever. Yeah, uh, this yeah. one actually also has really good shoulder patches, but mm-hmm. also like doesn't look like a Rangers jersey. No. At number 45, we have the 1998 to 1999 New York Rangers White Liberty jersey, uh, where it's the same logo on a white jersey. Uh, at 44, we have the 1993 to 2006 uh, Mighty Ducks of Anaheim jersey, which is just two really bad shades of purple and green, and they used for way too long. Like, I don't understand why anybody thought that was a good color combination because disney yeah but 
that's not even the color combination that was used in the movie. It's like because Disney. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's way more muted than it should be. Like purple and green to begin with, I don't think go together very well. But then, uh, anyways, number forty-three, we have the nineteen ninety-eight to nineteen Mighty Ducks of Anaheim uh, purple yoke jerseys. That year, Anaheim had four jerseys for some reason, and yeah. two of them were their regular uh, aforementioned jerseys, and the other two, one of them was had this was like the green with the weird purple yoke that went all the way down the sleeves. Um, I'm really not sure what was happening there or why. I think the idea was like so that they had the same alt for home and road, but also why. But also nobody ever uses a road alt. Anyways, <laughs> moving on to number 42, the 2006 to th- 2007 Anaheim Ducks swoops black jerseys. <laughs> Which is a black, uh, when they switched to being the Anaheim Ducks instead of the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, and they switched their colors to like uh, black and orange and gold. But for some reason, they took the striping and decided to make it like a swoopy arc thing. And it's one of the better uh, swoopy jerseys, but it's still kind of weird. And yet they won the Stanley Cup in this. Yeah. Like yeah. you see pictures of a young Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. Number 41 is the 2015 to 2017 Anaheim Ducks Orange is the New Quack alternate jersey. I'm way too proud of that pun. <laughs> it's a good pun, which is another case of a team just going all in on the orange and it looking horrible. Yeah, I am still defensive of this because it makes sense for Orange County. I'm but... not saying having orange in their palette doesn't make sense. I think orange in their palette makes sense. I just don't think it should be the main color of a jersey. Sure, but for me, it also breaks up the fact that every California team is just a black and white match- matchup, and that doesn't look great at all. Yeah, I mean, maybe they should also use less black, but surely there's a uh, a solution Somebody here. make the Kings go back to purple. That would be the best solution, yes. At number 40, we have the 2008 to 2017 Carolina Hurricanes Storm Flag alternate jersey, uh, where they have a logo that is like a flag for some reason. Um, It's very weird. I find it confusing every time I have to see it. Okay, so North Carolina is in part of a triangle where tropical storms happen a lot. (laughs) And well, that's why yes, that's the why storm flag is in a triangle. And that's why they're the hurricanes, but it's still weird. Yeah. And maybe a Apparently little bit distasteful. Like, really, it would be like calling a team from Oklahoma the, you know, killer tornadoes. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number 39, we have the 2007 to 2013 Carolina Hurricanes red jersey, uh, which I like to call the Box Trolls jersey. Because it's just full of boxes. Those boxes are actually the storm flag. They are? Okay. Yeah. They just look like boxes to me. It's because it's a square-shaped flag, so it's repeated across the tail. Okay. Still weird. Yeah. Number 38, we have the 2016 Blackhawks Stadium Series jersey, also known as just a regular Blackhawks white jersey. Um, I mean, doesn't that one actually have, like, the Chicago flag on it? It has a patch. Oh, it's got, yeah, the four stars on the collar. Yeah. 
Number 37, we have the 2015 Los Angeles Kings Stadium Series jersey. So much white. Yeah, they really went all white with that. Uh, And like the fact that the top half was gray doesn't help. No. At number 36, we have the 2015 San Jose Sharks Stadium Series jersey. So much black. Yeah, again, they just went all in and it looks bad. At number 35, we have the 2014 Anaheim Ducks Stadium Series jersey. Okay, this orange jersey actually looks bad. Yeah. I mean, all orange jerseys look bad, but this one looks particularly bad. Yes. Uh, Number 34, we have the 2011 uh, New York Rangers Stadium Series jersey. Which is just like a Rangers roadie, but shiny. (laughs) They didn't even try. (laughs) Like, it's just a Rangers roadie, except it's shiny. And the Rangers have a nice roadie, but like, they just didn't even try with this jersey. They should have brought back the Liberty uh, logo is what they should have done. Especially because the Devils threw back. Mm-hmm. The Islanders should have thrown back to uh, to a jersey we'll discuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this Number 33, we have the 2011 New York Islanders Stadium Series jersey, which is, uh, is that, that's the all blue one with the New York. Um, yeah, it doesn't look that bad. It's one of the least bad Stadium Series jerseys. Uh, ultimately, Stadium Series jerseys just don't look great. Yeah, and the problem with this jersey is that while it looks fine with the all blue with the like NY logo on it, it did spawn um, a later iteration that is even worse, and for that it cannot be forgiven. And number 32, we have the 2016 Detroit Red Wings Stadium Series jersey. So this one sort of looks like a throwback to the original Detroit Cougars jerseys. Except, like, it's diagonal. And because it's diagonal and throwing back to the Detroit Cougars, apparently everyone thinks this is a perfect jersey, and that bothers me. I mean, that's also just because everybody thinks that every Red Wings jersey is perfect. Yeah, but, like, that one just looks bad and has white gloves. Oh, God, the white fucking gloves. So bad. Yeah. At number 31, we have the 1976 to 1982 Colorado Rockies jersey, which is... Not a bad jersey, but just not a good jersey either. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's very this st- looks so generic. Yeah, it's just like, you see it and you're like, okay. That's a jersey from Colorado. All right. Definitely. Fine. At number 30, we have the 1920 to 1921 Hamilton Tigers Prison Stripes jersey. This is black and yellow with vertical stripes, lots of vertical stripes, and a weird brown tiger head, and it looks very bad. Like I see. Do you what... think like they bought the brown tiger heads in bulk and then just like stitched them on? Probably. It's like one of those where you're like, oh, I see what you were trying to do, but yeah, it didn't work. Nope. Night at number twenty nine, we have the nineteen twenty one to nineteen twenty three Hamilton Tigers horizontal prison stripes jersey, where they just switched around the stripes. And then had a prow- and have a better crest. Yeah, it's a prowling tiger. Rar. <laughs> At number twenty-eight, we have the nineteen thirty 1930 to nineteen thirty-one Philadelphia Quakers Halloween jersey, which is like orange and brown. <laughs> okay, so like the best part of this is the Philadelphia Quakers were relocated from the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> also, that they named their team after a religious group. 
but whatever. Yeah. And number 27, we have the 1927 Toronto Maple Leafs all-white jersey, which is completely white with a green maple leaf in the center. Nothing else. Yeah, that was... Weren't they purchased, like, mid-season as they, uh, as the Toronto St. Pats? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it was, like... It was still the St. Pats green. Yeah. Didn't have time to... This is, like, um, in the 2011 draft when the Winnipeg Jets were drafting with NHL jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And number 26, we have the 1934 to 1935 St. Louis Eagles jersey, which I like to call the Did You Even Try jersey, because it just has an E. It has, like, stripes, like the two stripes and an E, and uh, or an eagle. It actually has, like, an yeah. eagle on it. I was uh, going to say, sorry. like, that's the Team Europe jersey. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's... um. It says St. Louis, and it has an eagle on it. And that's about it. Uh, 25 is... The 1919-1920 Quebec Bulldogs jersey, which is the you definitely didn't try because it is just stripes. It doesn't even have, like, any sort of <laughs> crest on it. It looks a lot like a, like a Minneapolis Miller's jersey. Yeah, except for that had an M on it. Um, <laughs> and 24, we have the 1940-1944 Boston Bruins white jersey, where in lieu of any sort of crest... Uh, or any sort of name, they just put the number on the front. Yeah. It doesn't look great. No. Apparently, like, the uh, the B is where the TV numbers should be. But also, like, doesn't it cost more to make numbers that big and then sew them on both sides? Probably. Uh, number 23, we have the 2010 Boston Bruins Winter Classic jersey, which you'll recognize as not a real throwback. Uh <laughs> Because while that uh, logo, the Boston Bruins bear logo, was used in the past, it was never used on a black jersey. Oh, no, this is the yellow one. Oh, that's the yellow one? Yeah. I'm getting confused with another Boston Bruins fake throwback winter classic jersey. Yeah, no, the, uh, the yellow one has, like, a spoked B that never existed. And also, like, the striping pattern on the uh, yellow jersey is all wrong. Number 22, we have the 2014 Detroit Red Wings Winter Classic jersey, which is another fake throwback jersey. So it says Detroit, and it has a different flying wheel. It has excessive striping for any Detroit jersey, and it's the wrong shade of red. And number 21, we have the 2015 Washington Classics, Washington Capitals Winter Classic jersey, uh, which is another fake throwback this time to their spangly past. Yes. Uh, so it's got stars on it, and it's got a big W in the shape of the Washington Monument. How you could get a W out of the Washington Monument is beyond me, but somehow they do it. At number 20, we have the 1924 to 1925 Montreal Canadiens World Champions jersey. They literally made a new logo that said World Champions in the shape of a globe. Classy. Is it at all surprising? No. It is the Canadians. No, it is not at all surprising. <laughs> uh, they threw, they like did a half throwback to this jersey with their uh, Winter Classic jersey in 2015. Yes. 16? Whatever, that, that year. <laughs> that season. Uh, in number 19, we have the 1920 to 1921 Ottawa Senators World Champions jersey. 
Guys, did you know the Ottawa Senators won the Stanley Cup? <laughs> in 1920. <laughs> uh, I like it was that a it different was, franchise, too. I like that there was apparently a trend in the 20s to have, like, world champions jerseys. Right. And Montreal didn't even start it. <laughs> I know. That feels like something they would do, but uh, apparently they got the idea from the Senators. In number 18, we have the 1997-2007 Ottawa Senators Oh God, he's looking right at me, Jersey. Where the senator? So the centurion's like staring at you. Yeah, it's very creepy. His like eyes follow you, and it's it's just weird. I don't like it. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. And number seventeen, we have the two thousand two thousand to two thousand seven Ottawa Senators Caesar's Palace jersey. So this has the senator where he's staring at you, but also like. The weird striping pattern along his shield is down the sleeves and down the tail stripe. And it makes it look even more creepy, like he's <laughs> sitting on like a throne while he's judging you. <laughs> At number 16, we have the 2017 to 2018 Vegas Golden Knights patent pending jersey, which we sure, we're sure will totally clear trademark eventually. At number 15, we have the 2016 to 2017 Philadelphia Flyers 50th anniversary alternate jerseys. Okay, so like orange doesn't look good to begin with, but couple that with gold. So first of all, orange clashes with gold, like straight up, it clashes. And second of all, the Philadelphia Flyers' biggest rival is a team that uses gold as one of their primary colors. So why would you do that? Because 50 is the golden anniversary. Yeah, okay. Number 14, we have the 1981 to 1982 Philadelphia Flyers track pants. This was a time when they decided for some reason to forego normal hockey pants, which end above your knee, for like full length pants, and it looks super awkward. Yeah, I feel like this also has less padding in it. Yeah, I mean, it just straight up looks like they're wearing track pants. <laughs> At number 13, we have the 1982 to 1983 Philadelphia Flyers track pants, which are all black. They don't, like, so the previous year they had an orange stripe down the side, um, like you would see in normal hockey pants. Uh, and then the next year they decided to keep the track pants, but get rid of the stripe. So it just looks even more like they just showed up to, like, skate in their sweats. Yeah, like, this is bad for the same reason that the Sharks practice jersey is bad. It doesn't look like you're playing in an NHL game. It looks like you're a stick and puck. Yeah, and for some reason they did this for two years. Uh, the NHL banned them in the second season. The good. <laughs> <laughs> At number 12, we have the 2015 to 2017 New York Islanders Brooklyn Nets all black alts. I believe that's the Brooklyn Islanders. <laughs> Not yet, but soon. <laughs> Uh, these are just like really ugly um very tr trying very hard to pander to the brooklyn nets and unfortunately both of my islanders bobbleheads are wearing this jersey and it just makes me sad it looks like they're in prison <laughs> it just yeah it's so bad at number 11 we have two, the 2002 to 2007 new york islanders orange is totally good look alternate jersey islanders have not historically made good alternate jersey choices um this was a period of time where they thought that they once again joined the ranks of teams who made bad decisions about orange jerseys also like 
this jersey is pointy, and I don't like that. Yeah, it's just weird. And number 10, coming in at the 10th worst jersey of all time, is the 1995 to 1997 New York Islanders fish sticks jersey. This was a jersey that they where they decided to get rid of their old logo, have a logo that has a fisherman on it, and I think he's an Islander. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I secretly love this jersey, but that's because I'm a dirty hipster. Um, and okay, it's but it's really here's, just bad. Here's my other question: If you had this jersey, would you get it customized? Would I get it customized? Probably not, because I don't have any connection to players from the '90s and the island on the Islanders. Also, the font looks bad. Yeah, that's true. The font is also just just bad all around. And number nine is the 1996 to 1998 New York Islanders jersey, which is the same as the Fishsticks jersey with the same horrible font and weird pattern, but just with their regular logo, which somehow makes it worse. Like, I can accept yeah. it all as, like, a package, but then when they go back to the no- regular logo, it's like, we're it just... sorry, we're sorry, and it's like, no, it's too late. The damage is done. And you're just it's highlighting... over, Barbara. It's, <laughs> it's just highlighting, like, all of the other poor choices happening on that jersey. You know, you know who definitely owns the second jersey? Who? Dennis? Dennis Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight is the 1995 to 1997 Vancouver Canucks red gradient alternate jersey. It's just, it's a weird red gradient jersey. It's got like a fade going on. Um, It's red for some reason. It's just, I don't, I don't like any Vancouver Canucks jersey, but this one really takes the cake. Yeah, I'm amazed this is the only... Uh, Canucks jersey that broke the top 100 because like there's every other flying skate jersey there's the weird green gradient jersey there's the flying v jersey but this sort of like exemplifies everything wrong with every bad Nux jersey it's true at number seven we have the 1995 to 1996 Boston Bruins Pooh Bear alternate jersey see we had trouble trying to figure out where to put this because it was bad but it wasn't quite as bad as some other things but definitely worse than a lot of other things. I think it rightfully landed in the top 10. It's really just like a classic example of a bad 90s alt. Yeah. Where it's like got a bear fur pattern and it says Bruins and it has a bad alternate logo as the primary logo. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the 90s or the beginning of the third Jersey program and like the teams just didn't know what to do. So they just went yeah. all out and you get some just horrible things as we're going to be talking about with the next couple of i mean pretty much the rest of this list is just bad yeah, like 90s. the 90s just weren't a great time for the nhl in general the 90s weren't uh, a great the way, time for the really, world yeah by the way if you really want to freak someone out find a picture of joe thornton wearing this jersey oh goodness Works you're right every time. you're right he would have worn this jersey <laughs> yeah he would have worn this jersey with a captain's c oh god Number six is the 1998 to 2003 Phoenix Coyotes Peyote jersey. Uh, This is just, it's got the weird Coyotes logo that's like, I don't even know. It's some weird, like they're trying to do like a Southwestern thing, but it just kind of looks bizarre. And then it's got some weird striping on the sleeves that. I think this is an instance where like the base jersey actually succeeds fairly well. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It does some, uh, it does some interesting things with its striping. Like 90s, yeah. but interesting. It's 90s, but it's also very Southwestern. Mm-hmm. And it does a good job of sort of trying to legitimize this as a hockey market. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, the Coyote just looks bad. And number five, we have the 1998 to 2003 Phoenix Coyotes, Peyote, but the one with a desert background, alternate jersey. This is an infamous 90s alternate jersey uh, where they really just like went all out with the desert background print. And yeah, we were talking about how screen printing jerseys just doesn't look great. No, it's just it's bad. It's maybe it's up there with like the classic bad 90s, you know, third jerseys where you're trying way too hard. And I just think somewhere out there. Someone is wearing a Jeremy Roenick jersey from this era. Yeah. You know what? I'd take that over a Jeremy Roenick uh, Blackhawks jersey. Yeah. And number four, we have the 1996 to 1999 Tampa Bay Lightning Storm alternate jersey. This was a lightning jersey that where they, again, went the screen printing route. It's supposed to look like a storm. Um, get it? Because they're the lightning get it um and it's just it's a pun it's just bad it's double entendre (laughs) (laughs) um again it's like i see what you did there let's never do that again also like the uh front and the back of the jersey are printed the exact same Mm -hmm. that doesn't look good (laughs) at this point this it looks like a like an echl novelty jersey yeah, but those work specifically because they're one-off jerseys, yep. and they're not being televised every night. Yep. Uh, number three, the third worst jersey of all time, is the 1995 to 1996 Mighty Ducks of Anaheim Wild Wing alternate jersey. This is like a case of, it's like they were trying to do the duck from the Mighty Ducks, but also make it Wild Wing, specifically. And it sort of failed on both counts. Yeah, Wild Wing's not that fat. Yeah, just another just stinker of a 90s alternate jersey. So Wild Wing's like doing his best Ron Hextel impression, except he's coming out of the ice instead of a net. Mm-hmm. Number two, with the distinction of being the second worst jersey of all time. And I guess the worst jersey to ever... Uh, be ice. Actually, grace the ice. Um, is 1995 to 1996 Los Angeles Kings Burger King alternate jersey. They made Wayne Gretzky wear this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else to say about this jersey except for it was horrible. And Wayne Gretzky, greatest hockey player to ever play the game, was forced to wear was this. Forced to wear this. Number one, the worst jersey of all time and i don't think you'll find anybody really disputing this claim is the tragically never worn 1995 to 1996 st louis blues trumpets alternate jersey where it's just a straight up screen printed shirt and a lot of bad things are happening and thankfully it was it was ready to be worn ready to play and then it was scrapped at the last minute because the coach was like no (laughs) And we were all spared uh, because 
Wayne Gretzky would have also been forced to wear this jersey. Because <laughs> Wayne Gretzky would have also been forced <laughs> to wear that jersey. See, I don't know what's better. That or the fact that they were also going to introduce a secondary mascot named Cool Cat. Yeah. The ninety, the mid-90s were just a dark time. For yeah, hockey. I mean, like, for life. For America. Just a, just a we, bad time. <laughs> And, like, in the NHL, we still have reminders of that time. Like, uh, like the weird adjecti- radical adjective team names. Thankfully, not the Rocky Mountain, ex- Mountain Extreme, but... Unfortunately, Minnesota Wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that is our list of the 100 worst jerseys, 100 worst NHL jerseys, specifically. Um... You can come find us on Twitter at Ugly Sweaters Pod to disagree with us or to tell us that, you know, we really were too hard on the Buffalo Sabres and not hard enough on the Vancouver Canucks or, you know, whatever it is that you disagree with us about. Um, uh, you can also find us uh, on Tumblr at Ugly Sweaters Pod. You can do the same there. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, ADVS and Chem. Um, you can find Joe on Twitter at Joe M. Cuevas. That's uh, C-U-E-V-A-S. Uh, at this point, we're really just both tweeting science advocacy links. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there's much else to say about anything, because the world is ending. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, come find us uh, we would love to, a distraction from, you know, the end of civilization with by arguing uh, about which <laughs> sports uniform is objectively less bad than this other sports uniform. And also Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> and the track pants. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find all of our t- links to all of our o- old episodes on t- our Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, find us on iTunes. Uh, rate and review us there. Please leave us five-star reviews. Um, and it helps people find us so that other people can argue with us um, and hate our weird, um, you know, American expansion team uh, fan Biases. opinions. Um, so with that, we will leave you with the goal horn of the NHL All-Star Game. <laughs>